Hey friends, Dave Hagen here. Early to bed, early to rise? What do you think? That's today on the Financial Wellness Podcast. Welcome to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to the financial success. Here is your host, financial problem solver and talk show host, Dave Hagan. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. We're coming to you from beautiful downtown Van Nuys this week. With me, as always, Mr. Brian Reed. Brian, welcome. Good morning, David. How art thou? We're good. We're good. I got to tell you, you know, the whole town, you know, we're outside of LA just a little bit. The whole town is like, calm down because the Oscars are over. Thank God. Oh my goodness. The town just goes crazy. And, uh, but now it's over. Now we can relax. We can get back to work. Who, uh, who, who won best picture, by the way? You know, there was, uh, green, green, yeah, green book, green book, green book. Didn't yeah. see it. Didn't uh, see it. Uh, did you see any of them? Uh, I don't know. Who Who were the nominees? There was, uh, hold on, uh, Black Panther. That was the Marvel comic. Actually, that was, you, you saw, saw that, that a while one? ago. Okay. Beautiful movie. Beautiful movie. Uh, Black Klansman was one of them Didn't too? see it. That was that Spike Lee one? No, I didn't see it. Uh, what about Bohemian Rhapsody? That was actually pretty good. The wife dragged me to the theater and we saw that. It was pretty uh, good. I mean, that was, I didn't realize how much I had appreciated. Uh, Remy Malik was great. Amazing. Wait, and, the, and the Queen music was great. We're, we're starting to sound like L.A. Ian's talking about the movies. <laughs> oh, stop. What about, uh, what was another one? The Wife? Oh, that, The Wife was in, no, well. Was that one? I don't think that was actually nominated for oh. Best Picture. I think didn't that see was, it. Who was, oh, you didn't see that one? <laughs> didn't yeah. see it. <laughs> Who else? Did you see, uh, there was that one, A Star is Born? That was that Gwyneth. Uh, What's her name? Gaga. Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. And, yeah, uh, didn't see it. Brad Cooper. Yeah, didn't yeah, see it. Didn't see that one either. No, I didn't see it. You sure you live in LA, dude? I know. It's like see it on. I'll see it on video. You might, you, you might need to move. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. I don't know. I mean, I don't trying to get too caught up in that. Um, I was with a bunch of people one time. We were in a guy's uh, had a like a private theater in his house, and he was playing like like these nominees, and we'd we'd watch a movie at night and go. Well, that's two hours of my life. I'll never get back. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So today we're going to talk about early to bed and, and early to rise. And, you know, I was having a conversation with uh, Nick, our announcer, and he was saying that, wow, he's been getting up early and working out and he's feeling more productive. And he said, wow, we should do something about that um, or do a show on that. And I'd already done some research and was thinking about it. And I saw an, an article in uh, you know Entrepreneur Magazine from February 2017. Yes, all you listeners to the podcast, you can say that you get information from Entrepreneur Magazine. You're talking to your friends and go, oh, yeah, I, I follow Entrepreneur, of course, yeah, yeah. So uh, a listener a couple of weeks ago sent us an email about what time I got up in the morning, and I thought, you know, well, let's let's do a show on that. So we, Who, uh, isn't that a quote? Early to bed, early to rise makes a man like wealthy and Healthy, healthy. wealthy, and wise. Yeah, who said that? Yeah, you know who that. That was Ben Franklin. Was Franklin? That was that was Ben. You know, and you uh, you know, I mean, talk about someone who's into uh, you know personal finance and financial wellness. He's on the Hundy. 
So, <laughs> so he must have known what he was talking about, right? You know? Uh, but there's, uh, I mean. That was a nice, Dave. That was a nice work. I appreciated that. <laughs> You'd never, he'd never get away with, with saying that in, in, in today's modern age. You know why? Because he said, makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. It's got to be a person. a person healthy, wealthy, and wise. I mean, it's, you know, it's a statement of the times, but uh, there's still a lot of, uh, you know, truth, truth, to, the truth to it, yeah. you know. Um, and it's, you know, the more I was thinking about it, it seems to me that, you know, getting up early does lead to enhanced business and, and personal success. You know, I, when I was young, I always wanted to have, one of my goals was, um, never have to have a job where I had to get up in the dark. You know, I mm-hmm. just, I just don't, I don't dig it. <laughs> I didn't want to get up in the dark. <laughs> My feeling is, you know, um, if the good Lord wanted us to be up at that hour, he would have made it light at that hour, <laughs> you know, but, uh, now I do it. And I guess, I guess a lot of people do it, you know, so I don't know I was thinking about what are, what are the benefits of the, of getting up at this time in the, in the morning. And I, you know, I was reading this, this magazine article from entrepreneur. seems to me there's a bunch of benefits like, um, one, you get a jump on the day. If you get into the office, you get up early, you're already, you know, at full steam ahead when everyone else is still straggling in trying to get their first cup of coffee. So I I think it gives you a a performance advantage uh, in the office if that's what you do. Um, Two, I, you know, I, I think it gives you time to get up early and kind of plan your day. Think it through. And we talked about, you know, people that meditate early in the day as kind of a, a, a way to, um, uh, kind of calmly go through the day. We talked about the fact here Seinfeld had meditated for 40 years and hadn't meditated in the morning. It was always in the afternoon. <laughs> and his comment was, after 40 years, I've been doing it wrong. <laughs> but I think it does. I mean, we're going to talk about some um, successful people that do get up early. And I think one of the things that they do is um, they do visualize, they do meditate, they do think about their day. They get rid of you know, maybe some of the mundane details that they need to, uh, you know, get out of the way, like reviewing their emails and stuff. Um, number three, you tend to deal better with negativity. Uh, I bumped into a 2014 study that was reported in the Cognitive Therapy and Research publication, and they were showing that early risers are less likely to be overwhelmed with repetitive negative thoughts. There's even a, an, a, an acronym or initials that they use. They call it RNT, repetitive negative thoughts. I never knew that that was actually a, a thing, but apparently it is. And um, if you're getting up early, you're not going to necessarily be as prone to being overwhelmed by something like that. I guess that makes sense. I mean, rather than lay in bed and fret or you know, have those, those kind of difficult dreams when you're just waking up, mm-hmm. um, you know, like, oh, I wet my pants or something, <laughs> you know, uh, you just jump up and attack the day, especially if you're refreshed, especially if you got to bed early. Um, so I think that that's an advantage. Uh, number four, uh, I think generally it enhances your chances of success. You know, I found a, um, um, a, a paper that a biology professor from the University of Education um, in Heidelberg, Germany did, and uh, the guy's name Christopher Randler, and he did a study in 2010 on early rising, and by the way, it was discussed in the Harvard Business Review the same year, so all of our listeners, now you can tell your 
your friends, oh yeah, yeah, I follow the Harvard Business Review. Great, great um, high-end stuff if anyone ever asks. But um, according to Professor Randler, and I'm going to quote, when it comes to business success, morning people hold the important cards. My earlier research showed that they tend to get better grades in school, which get them into better colleges, which then lead to better job opportunities. Morning people also anticipate problems and try to minimize them. Randler added, they're proactive. Many studies have linked this trait, proactivity, with better job performance, greater career success, and higher wages. Well, I guess he doesn't leave a whole lot to doubt. He doesn't. That's you know? a lot of uh, uh, facts right there. <laughs> get, get up or get out, you so. know? Although it's interesting, he goes on to say, um, though evening people do have some advantages. So evening people, you know, here, here's your bit. Other studies reveal that evening people tend to be smarter and more creative than morning types, have a better sense of humor, and are more outgoing. They're more out of sync, though, with the typical corporate schedule. So, um, you know, got to have a sense of humor and I guess night people are funnier. So there you go. (laughs) But, uh, people that are trying to pursue their, you know, financial success, their financial wellness, they're putting their careers forward in the business world. Clearly it's a morning person's, um, you know, arena. Another reason you tend to procrastinate less, um, I found a 2008 study that found that early risers don't procrastinate as much as people who stay up later. And I I guess that's no surprise um, since they're more proactive and they have more quiet time in the morning to complete tasks. Um, Another advantage, sleep, good sleep makes you look better. You know, here, here's something where I need, uh, I need some more good sleep, I guess, you know? <laughs> I think we all do. <laughs> oh, man. A study from the University of Stockholm found that those who appeared tired are more likely to be perceived as unhealthy and less attractive. And um, I guess that's kind of a bummer, but I guess it's, I guess it's a fact. Uh, the study found that humans are sensitive to sleep-related facial cues, and uh, that has potential implications for social and clinical judgments and uh, behavior. So, um, you know, maybe not the end of the world, but I don't know about you, Brian, but uh, I can use all the help I can get. Uh, I, yes, I agree with you. You can use all the help that you can get. <laughs> I'll wake up in the morning. And go, See what I did there? Honey, honey, I'll wake up in the morning and go, uh, honey, how do I look? I got an extra hour of sleep. What do you think? And she'll still she'll, go back to bed, Dave. Yeah. She'll still tell me, uh, why don't you go clean up the dog poop in the backyard, dude? You know? <laughs> oh man. But I think there's some advantages. Uh, um, I find that, you know, the days that I get up earlier, the day seems a little bit longer. I've got some time later on the day uh, that might not have otherwise been available to, you know, to, to work out or to, to meditate, get home a little bit earlier from work. Um, but, you know, I do, I do hate, I do hate getting up in the dark. Do not like it, but it makes the day best rest of the day a little better, you know? It's when you, if you're outside and you're, you're seeing the sun come up and it's not because you've been up all night, you know, <laughs> that's kind of a good feeling. If you're taking a walk right when that's happening, you know, and you're, you're, you're literally ahead of everyone. Mm-hmm. You're already up. You've already dressed. You're already doing your walk and exercising. Um, you know, for me, the hard part is actually forcing myself to go to bed so I can get up early. Yeah. Because sometimes it seems like you just get home and you got to do these nickel and dime things. And next thing you know, it's already 1130, 12 o'clock. And you're like, ah, how am I supposed to get up now at, you know, five? 
Yeah. Well, I don't know about you, but I, I always think, hey, I, I think I can squeeze a little more into today. Or, hey, I, I'd like another 30 minutes just kicking back, watching some idiot television or something like that. Yeah, some downtime. <clears throat> Before you know it, you know, it's, it's midnight and then it's harder to wake up the next morning. Damn you, Netflix. <laughs> but I think yeah, it's a 24-hour cycle. If you, if you can get to bed a little earlier, easier to get up the mm-hmm. next morning and have a, you know, um, a nice productive day. So we've always said, hey, let's look at people that are successful, people that we look up to and try and emulate some of their habits, you know, make them a unknowing uh, role model or, or coach. So some sleep habits of some successful business people. Now, according to a 2017 article in HuffPost, so that's where this information comes from, Apple CEO Tim Cook wakes up at 3.45 a.m. every morning to go through email exercise and grab a coffee before uh, settling into his workday. Um, I don't know, 345, that's a little extreme, but you know. That's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> right. I draw the line at like five o'clock or something. That's, that's, you know, and even that's kind of extreme, but hey, I guess, you know, if it works for Tim, uh, okay. You know, someone else, Dwayne, the rock Johnson. Well, now we're, now we're talking heady business people, but you know, I mean, he is successful. He's got a successful acting career. They're paying him big bucks to be in films. Um, he said that he gets up at the gym and gets up in the gym at 4am to get an edge on the competition. That's early. That's early. That's early to be up, you know, in the gym, pushing weights. Now he's probably got a nice gym in his house yeah. and, uh, he's probably got some, uh, guy that comes over and, you know, a personal trainer, make sure that he gets the stuff. Keeps him motivated. Yeah. Uh, nu- yeah. Nutritionist. And yeah. All that. Get up, push sissy. <laughs> <laughs> Although I don't think I'd call Dwayne the rock Johnson sissy. He's, he's awful intimidating, but, um, yeah, yeah. Starbucks executive Howard Schultz, he's going to run for president. Uh, he gets up at four 30. He walks his dog and exercises and makes his coffee to get the day going. So he he's up. That's uh, that's a pretty good time. Four thirty. Four thirty. It's pretty stout. Out walking the dogs in the dark. I don't know, but uh, hey, if it works for him, okay. How about Jack Dorsey, co-founder and CEO of Twitter and Square? He wakes up at five a.m. to meditate. My kind of man. Mm-hmm. Uh, exercise, makes his coffee, checks in on his work for the day. Uh, LinkedIn CEO, Jeff Weiner wakes up at five 30, checks his email, reads the news, exercises and meditates again. Another guy meditating Richard Branson. Um, always an interesting guy. Uh, he's up at five 45 exercises, eats his breakfast early before he gets off to work. Um, of course, of course we have to check in with Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> she wakes up at, uh, you know, we've mentioned her, what, three, four, five times on the podcast. Um, I mean, and you've got to be impressed. She's she's running a multi-million dollar empire with all the stuff that she does. She even has her own channel, right? The Oprah Winfrey Network or something? Is it? Is that still? Yeah, I think that is still O-W-N, running. O-W-N, Oprah Winfrey. Yeah, Oprah Winfrey Network. I mean, you got to be impressed. She wakes up at uh, 6 to 6.20 and... She walks her dogs and followed by chai tea and cappuccino. And then she exercises and meditates. Everyone has her breakfast. Uh, Warren Buffett. Now, Warren Buffett, kind of the maybe the sleeper in her here. Uh, he wakes up only at 645 and he starts his day by re- reading the newspaper. 
So he's kind of relaxing and, and kind of thinking through his day, probably getting some business ideas, some investment ideas. Uh, my man, Elon Musk, <laughs> up at seven, uh, begins his day by tracking uh, uh, or tackling critical emails, and he gets his kids off to school and showers and heads into the office. Um, always interesting what Elon is up to because he's into so many things. Uh, Amazon founder, CEO Jeff Bezos, isn't he the richest man in the world right now? I think so. Um, I think he passed uh, Bill Gates. Um, It says here he prioritizes eight hours of sleep and then gets his day started between 7 and 8 a.m. and he reads the newspaper and exercises. Um, You've got to be impressed with what he does and what he's been able to generate. He started selling books on the internet now he's you know selling everything now he's selling everything uh pretty impressive you know um so i mean check it out listen to what these people do but they all get an early start to their day and it looks like they do something physical they check their email they get some of the more mundane tasks out of the way and then they plan out their day they have a plan for every day and they're doing that because they're allowing themselves that quiet time in the morning and really that's one of the things that the financial wellness podcast is all about just having a plan just having a plan i think i'm gonna maybe i'll start getting up at 459 <laughs> Because all of these guys are, you know, most of the most of these people are waking up in the fives, you know, and I want to be part of the four o'clock club. You know, I'm never going to be part of the three o'clock club with Tim Cook, but, you know, I'll do four, but I'll do four fifty nine, you know, so I'm right at the very edge. So I can still tell people I'm up at, you know, during the four o'clock hour. Um, You know, I think that sounds good. I think that will intimidate people. And and do you feel intimidated right now? I'm trying to intimidate you at the time. I I, I mean, I totally am. 459 (laughs) is is totally impressive because I don't think I could do that, you know? Oh, man. Well, so what's what's the takeaway here? Just to sum up, um, I guess we could say there's there's something to this early to bed and early to rise uh, situation, making a person healthy, wealthy, and wise, you know, um, rising early tends to enhance productivity, gives people an advantage over other people that they're working with or their competition that they're maybe working against. Uh, rising early and regularly is, uh, good for your health and most importantly for your appearance. Right? I mean, you know, you are a superficial <laughs> look, Hollywood's just down the road. It's, it's, it's gotten to you today, man. Let it, it go. Yeah. It's all how you look, baby. It's all how you look. <laughs> how about now many successful people in business and other fields, you know, follow this example. They get up early to, to try and get things done and, and try and pursue their, their plan to, you know, move them further along to their uh, goals and, and their dreams. I don't know. Something to think about. You know, it's like, why not try this for two weeks, you know, or a month? Just try getting up early or set the alarm clock and see what happens. If it, you know, if it's not a benefit for you in the end. All right. Well, sweet. You figured out what doesn't work. Yeah. No, a, exactly. It's working for a lot of people. Though, yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, we, 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 we've tended to do it. And even though I detest it, uh, you know, after the first couple of minutes, after the first couple sips of coffee, um, you know, uh, it, it, it's a lot easier to get used to, you know? And, you know, I really shouldn't take any satisfaction in this, but there is a 
twisted little part of myself that goes, I'm better than everyone because I'm up already working. <laughs> well, I mean, you know what? If it if it, if it works, uh, you know, go for it. Um, I had a hard time like flicking on the switch, just getting up in the dark and flicking on the switch. So I had to figure out some way to get around that. So of course, you know what I do? I I hooked it up so that I hooked the house up. So I go, Alexa, turn on the kitchen lights so I don't have to work in walk into a dark kitchen, uh, you know, to to make the coffee. Now, if I could just say, Alexa, make the coffee, I guess. Well, get one of those coffee makers that you just set the timer. That's what I do. That's a good idea, actually. Because then it's like, oh, I smell the coffee and I'm still in bed, but I'm starting to go, oh, wait, is that the, oh, yeah. Oh, I is. smell that. Yeah. Is that uh, French roast this morning or? Uh, what did I put in the pot last yeah, night? Yeah, oh, yeah. All no, right, that's great. a good idea. That's a good idea. Set so the timer. check it out, everybody. Get up in the dark. <laughs> this is Dave Hagan, and you're listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast. You've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to financial success. If you have a question that you would like Dave to answer on the podcast, go to thefinancialwellnesspodcast.com. You can leave an audio message with one click of a button or type your message into the question box. Either way, it's sent right to Dave's phone. As an additional bonus, each month, Dave will randomly draw from the submitted questions and pick the winner of a free one-hour personal conversation with Dave to help you achieve your financial goals. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you receive the new episode notifications. Let's listen in now as Dave answers some emails. All right. We've got an email here from uh, Adam, I think. Brian, what is it say? Uh, this is from Adam, and he's uh, wondering, I think we've done this one before maybe, but it's uh, always a good one. Uh, what are your thoughts on no interest balance transfers? Oh, wow. That's that's a really complicated answer because the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Balance transfers. I, you know, I've said in the past, show me someone who's balance transferring. And I'll show you someone who's pretty close to being financially terminal. Um, you know, I, I really uh, despise almost balanced transfers for a number of reasons. Um, first of all, um, a lot of them come with fees and, and they always have higher interest rates. So if you're paying like 18 on, on, a, on a credit card and hopefully no one out there is doing it, hopefully none of our listeners are doing it because I know a lot of people that aren't listeners are doing it right, um, but the the balance transfers have a, a higher interest rate. Look on your statement. Look on your statement. It'll say interest rate on purchases, da da da, and then it'll give you an interest rate, and then it'll say um, advances, and it's a it's a higher interest rate, and so they're they're gonna they're gonna charge more, um, and then if something ultimately happens in your life where you can't repay, um, it's it's more likely. And you, and you end up filing a, a bankruptcy, say, for example, it's more likely that they will object to the discharge of that advance in bankruptcy because it looks like cash moved across the table and it's like someone had a party and didn't invite them. So they'll turn around and say, you defrauded me and you should pay me even though you've had to suffer a bankruptcy. So you don't think there's any circumstance? I, I know where you're going. I, believe, I know that you're right. However, I also see... Uh, Two percent, two percent of the time, someone can use this for their benefit. Yeah, if they're going to pay it off in time, which means you have to have a plan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I know that um, 
there are advance offers out there where it's no interest for a year. And I've seen um, things on the internet that say, get out of debt this way. Take your, take your three credit cards with balances that are running at 18 or 20% and pay those off by using cash advances from other companies that are 0% for a year. And then now you're just repaying at 0%. On paper, that sounds really great, except for the fact that at the end of a year, unless you've paid it off, you're going to get jammed on a higher interest rate. So, you know, your comment about, yeah, you got to have a plan. I think that's pretty, that's pretty salient. And to pay off 20, 30 grand in a year, that's a, that's a lot of macaroni and cheese dinners possible. And if someone has the discipline to do that, and if someone's really comfortable that their income stream is going to remain consistent or go up, maybe, yeah. But that's a, that's a pretty narrow slice of the pie, it seems to me, you know. Can you think of another circumstance where someone might want to do that? No, it's it's why I said I agree with you that, you know, for 98% of the people, it's not a good idea. It's just a slippery slope. Yeah, yeah, I think you know, it is. Never you, say never, but, uh, you know, yeah. you got to be in that 2%. Yeah, I mean, and, and motivated and have have a ton of discipline, have a ton of motivation. Now, I mean, there might be some other circumstance, like, you know, uh, you know, your dog gets hit by a car, and and you don't have any reserve, and the vet says, "I can save your dog's life for a thousand bucks." Well, I mean, I guess you're going to do what you got to do, um, but hopefully, you're never put in that difficult circumstance. Hopefully, you've got some kind of a um, an emergency, a reserve, like we recommend, and you don't have to resort to that. But, uh, you know, these, these offers where they tell you, hey, it's 0%, and then they kind of poo-poo what the interest rate is later on down the line. Um, I mean, it kind of reminds me of, like, the cable, you know, where they say, hey, $29 a month, well, for a year, and then it's like 104 yeah. and blah, 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 blah. It hardly seems honest i mean i guess it is because it is disclosed it's there it is unfortunately you know, it's just a kind of a jerk move yeah i mean it kind of it puts you in a bad spot and you end up paying a lot of extra interest uh which usually ends up being the you know the first sweat off your brow uh when you get that paycheck it's it's pretty brutal so very limited circumstances um how about another circumstance um you know someone needs um to get their hands on some money for a Super Bowl bet. <laughs> what do you think about that? I don't know. Um, only if you're betting with Tom Brady to win, I guess. <laughs> uh, there are a lot of people in L.A. that were putting money on the Rams. I heard someone dropped uh, seven figures on a, on a Rams bet. Well, they dropped seven they, figures. They dropped seven sure. figures. That's brutal. Rams look pretty good, but, uh, you know. Uh, cardinal rule of betting always bet with Tom <laughs> my money's on the Cleveland Browns oh uh, don't cash advance for that at all baby. <laughs> that's too tough that's too tough Baker Mayfield yeah so you know limited limited experience avoided at all cost um, you know I'd almost rather see you borrow from a, a friend or a family member as difficult as a loan as that is um, in a very limited circumstance, it might work, but generally not. No, wouldn't do it. Wouldn't do it. Talking about, you know, bad ideas. Um, I was uh, talking to a friend of mine just this last week and, um, he had uh, purchased a used uh, electrical vehicle, which uh, an EV and I'm, you know, I'm digging that, um, smart, love it. 
but he wanted the vehicle so bad he agreed to pay 29% on a used EV. What? 29%, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we used to call that loan sharking, you know, and now 29%, it's like, oh, wow. Um, his credit's not that good. And uh, so he agreed to pay 29%. He wanted the car so bad. And so now he's driving around the used uh, EV and he's, his monthly payment is like 807 Does he drive a lot or is there a positive side for this? There must have been some reason that he's, I mean, is he planning on Making it back or breaking even yeah, on gas? Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, the backside, the backside is um, this friend of mine's pretty productive fellow. He's expecting, um, you know, to do, to do well on a go forward basis. His plan is to not make the minimum monthly. Mm-hmm. His, his plan is to chunk it down, you know, maybe, you know, a thousand dollars a pop, maybe to pay it off over a year. And if he can do that, well, then I guess it doesn't matter what the interest rate is. But if they lull him back to sleep to minimum monthly payments, payments. he's going to pay more than 50 grand for that car. Oh, so he's, you know, I mean, I, I get the backstory. I understand it. I'm sure he can pull it off because he's a very resourceful dude. But, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. He signed his name on a line that said 29%. 807 a month. Um, that's just, um, I mean, I can't even believe that that that's legal, <laughs> you know? I mean, it, it's like uh, you have visions of someone standing there ready to hit your hand with a hammer if you don't sign on the line or something. It's brutal. Sign it. Sign it now. Yeah. Sign the paper. <laughs> I can't. You broke my hand. Um, it's brutal. Just brutal. So um, this fellow knows what he's doing. I think he'll be okay. But uh, wow, when I heard the, the beginnings of that, it's like... Yeah, it just kind of makes you shudder. No, no. Well, and it's like there's a whole industry out there. This isn't a one-off loan. There's a whole industry out there that does that. And, of course, the response of the industry is going to be, well, this is helping people get vehicles that otherwise wouldn't be able to get it. Well, yeah, but, you know, maybe they listen to the podcast and they save up a couple bucks and um, drive a motorcycle. And then they save up some bucks and, you know, buy a used car. And, um, you know, their transportation is saved up resources rather than, um, borrowing money. We're going to do a whole show about uh, financing vehicles and how much someone should pay for a vehicle and the importance of a vehicle or the non-importance of a vehicle. You know, that varies mm-hmm. from state to state. Yeah. I think we could talk about that um, on a whole show because there's a whole industry out there that's that's financing vehicles. And I think that that would be a really interesting discussion. But uh, that's for another time. We're out of time today. We are. All right, everybody, thanks for listening. Hey, we got some interesting stuff coming up. Stay tuned. This is Dave Hagan, and you're listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast. You've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to financial success. If you have a question that you would like Dave to answer on the podcast, go to thefinancialwellnesspodcast.com. You can leave an audio message with one click of a button or type your message into the question box. Either way, it's sent right to Dave's phone. Remember, Dave will randomly draw from the submitted questions and pick the winner of a free one-hour personal conversation with Dave to help you achieve your financial goals. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you receive the new episode notifications or share the podcast via the app with your family and friends. 
This is your announcer, Nick Appel, wishing you every financial success.